Welcome to the Beaver Bulletin, your new favorite weekly podcast from Buena Vista University's The Tech. Here giving you all of the news and updates from the last week, I'm your host, Colin Imhoff, and don't forget to go check out all of the other great articles that the TAC has to offer. Let's see what's on the bulletin board for this week of October 25th, 2020. Today on the bulletin board, we've got BVU's first fall fest, we've got early voting records being broken, and the 2020 World Series. All of that and more to come on this week's episode of the Beaver Bulletin. If you want to learn more about any of these stories, scroll on down to the description and you can go check out these articles for yourself. Now, to our first story. Our first story on the board is BVU hosting its first Fall Fest. Since events on campus have been hard to do this semester, student success and team health and wellness have decided to put on this Fall Fest in hope of raising morale of students. I was able to talk to Assistant Director of Campus Activities and Leadership, Erica Swanson, who told me about the event. Okay, Erica, I was just wondering how Fall Fest really came to be. What was the idea behind it and how did it really become a thing? Yes, good question. Um, so, early on in the semester, with all of the challenges we were facing with COVID-19, we realized that... Um, Students needed an opportunity to socialize with each other, get out of their rooms, um, and have safe spaces where they could still interact and engage and hang out with each other, do something fun on campus. And we had lots of fall-themed ideas um, because obviously we love fall. And so um, we decided to just do one week full of activities every single night. Um, partnering with different organizations, student orgs, athletics teams, other departments, and yeah, just have something fun on campus to look forward to and to just celebrate that we're, we're here, we're together, we're facing challenges, but we're overcoming them. COVID event planning is just a, a whole new world for a lot of us, but we're starting to get pretty used to it. Um, essentially, we have to think about the space that we're in um, and um, working with event services to figure out the capacity of that space, um, how many people should be in that space at one time, how making sure we have enough room to physically distance everyone. Um, so that's been really important. Um, really just making sure that activities that we're choosing to do are things that you can do. Um, you can do physically distance from each other, but still in a way you can socialize with others. Just making sure things can be fun, but safe and distanced um, at the same time. What activity are you looking forward to the most? Ah, that's a tough question because all of the activities this week I think are going to be so fun. Um, one thing that I really love about the week is that we're collaborating with so many student organizations. Um, so I'm so excited to see those events uh, and what the student orgs do with them. So Student Activities Board SAB is doing a couple. Um, team Wellness is doing Trunk or Treat. A couple of the athletics teams are putting on uh, pumpkin smashing and pumpkin bowling, lots of fun things. I think I'm really excited to see how pumpkin smashing goes. It's not something I've ever done before. I think it'll be really fun. I think it'll be a great way to see, like, de-stress. Um, and I think it'll be a lot of fun for students. So right. I'm very intrigued by that one. Yeah. Uh, do you think this could be something that continues in the future, like past, like a, a COVID-type World. Yeah, I don't see why not. I've been thinking about that a lot, and I think it's definitely something we um, should consider continuing, and that I'm definitely committed to making that happen. I 
think a lot of the events that are part of Fall Fest are things that typically do happen on their own. So Sab Bingo obviously always happens. Um, Alps always does pumpkin decorating and carving on their own. Like a lot of these things happen on their own a lot. So um, this year we're definitely adding that collaboration piece and we're coming together as a community and where we throw one big event. So I definitely think it's something that can continue in the future and, and hopefully will. Thanks to Erica for sitting down and talking with me. Let's hope the university can continue to have fun events like Fall Fest. And hey, maybe something like Fall Fest becomes a new BVU tradition. Next up on the board, sticks with BVU as Dr. Brian Lensmeyer, who has been serving as the interim president of Buena Vista University since May, was named the 19th president of the university by the Board of Trustees on Monday. Dr. Lensmeyer has been at BVU since 2003, where he started off as a biology professor. With his background as a professor, Dr. Lensmeyer has always put emphasis on the importance of student growth and their well-being. After being thrown into a very unique situation with the COVID-19 pandemic, the Board of Trustees have been impressed with his leadership skills and feel he is more than deserving of the role. Dr. Lensmeyer is a member of the Stormlight community and has said it has made his life richer. With his previous experience in the CDC, the now President Lensmeyer is exactly who you want running the ship in a global pandemic. Tim Brown, a member of the Board of Trustees, says he admires Dr. Lensmeyer for his honesty, integrity, and transparency. Students have also been a fan of Dr. Lensmeyer as he's always been willing to talk to students. I want to give a big congratulations to Dr. Lensmeyer for becoming president, and let's hope that he has many years to come here at BVU. Now to our third story on the board with temperatures in Iowa reaching a record low in October. Winter seems to be coming early this year in Iowa as on Monday, October 26th, Sioux City had a high temperature of 27 degrees, beating its previous low of 33 degrees, which was recorded in 1918. This is a trend that was common all across Iowa as most of the state has been seeing temperatures below freezing this week. Most of the state has already experienced snow and this is just the beginning. It is likely to be a cold and snowy winter for Iowa this year with below average temperatures. This looks to be a trend all across the Midwest but the rest of the country is expected to have a quite average winter. If you love snow, this winter is sure to be one you should enjoy and a white Christmas and New Year's is all but confirmed. Make sure to pull out those winter coats, blankets, and your hot cocoa as winter has begun and it is sure to be a long, cold, snowy winter. Moving to number four on the board as VMI cadets attack black students. The VMI, or the Virginia Military Institution, had cadets that expressed their anger with black cadets and alumni on anonymous chat app. This anger was fueled by the black cadets and alumni that detailed the racist encounters they had experienced at VMI. These experiences were shared with the world in a story in the Washington Post. After viewing the reactions, the Virginia governor, Ralph Nordham, ordered an independent investigation of the culture at VMI. This past Monday, General J.H. Binford Pay III, the superintendent of VMI, resigned as Nordham and other government officials no longer had confidence in his leadership and wanted him out. The anonymous chat app used to attack black students is called Yodel and is very popular among military schools. On the app, you are not forced to register with a name, email, or anything keeping it very anonymous. More outrage ensued as many posts on Yodel blamed black students for the separation, claiming that they were the ones that sit in their own little corner. Multiple school officials have stated that they don't believe there is any systematic racism at VMI, but only the investigation will determine that. Coming to our fifth story on the board with Americans breaking early voting records. With the election being next week, there have already been an astounding 66 million early votes casted. 
This puts the 2020 election on a record voter turnout pace. Those 66 million early votes is some 19 million more pre-election votes than the 2016 election. These numbers are a relief as after the last election being the worst voter turnout in the past 20 years and there being a pandemic going on, many experts were worried about the voter turnout. University of Florida professor Michael McDonald, who runs the U.S. Election Project, which is a voter turnout database, has predicted that 150 million people will vote in the election. This would be a 65% voter turnout, which would be the highest turnout rate since 1908. States like Texas lead the charge as they are already at 87% of their voter turnout into the 2016 election. According to McDonald, 88 million voter ballots were requested by mail, and roughly 44 million of those ballots have been returned by mail. Hopefully McDonald's predictions are correct about a large voter turnout. Remember, if you haven't already, it is not too late to go register to vote and do your civic duty. The final thing on the board is, of course, our events of the week, the 2020 World Series. This season looked very different from any other season in Major League Baseball. Teams played only 60 games compared to the normal 160 games, and a full wildcard series was played rather than just a play-in. This year, the Tampa Bay Rays and the Los Angeles Dodgers met in the World Series, with the Dodgers winning the series 4-2. The series was played on a neutral site in Arlington, Texas, and Dodgers shortstop Corey Seager won the World Series MVP. Seager would hit 400 in the series and became only the sixth shortstop of all time to win the award. This World Series victory was the first for the Dodgers since 1988, but did not come without controversy as Dodgers third baseman Justin Turner tested positive for coronavirus in the eighth inning and was pulled from the game. He was told to isolate, but after the game, Turner came back onto the field to celebrate with his team. Turner claims he was not on the field, but is clearly visible in many photographs and videos. People question the state of the Dodgers right now, wondering who else will test positive for the virus, but they are still the World Series champions, so congratulations, Dodger fans. That's all on the bulletin board for this week, folks. Make sure to come back next week for more great stories and updates. Remember, if any story interested you and you would like to read more, links to all of the articles are in the description. Also, don't forget to go check out more great articles from the TAC. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Beaver Bulletin. I'm your host, Colin Imhoff, and I'll see you all next week.